My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Welcome to podcast number two. Uh, today we have another great podcast for you. Um, this one is with my good friend and one of my absolute favorite people to write music with, Mr. Matt Teed. Uh, this guy is insanely talented, super insightful, um, and we have a really, really awesome conversation here. So I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, Mr. Matt Teed. I'm good. You know what? Not much new. Um, same old, same old on my end, man. You know, things are finally slowly starting to open back up. I saw you had a couple had a couple little gigs going on. I was jealous. Um, yeah. <laughs> but all that's, start, uh, they're all starting to come in now. <laughs> they're all, all starting to come in now. I know. Everybody's yeah. started to get back out there, and I'm like, okay, cool. When do I get to go? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Man. Well, it's Toronto. I guess you guys got to wait till what you gotta wait till yeah i mean phase three or like or can you guys do patios yet what's the, I what's the deal even, I, there? I think toronto no i i don't think toronto's into live music at all yet because right. it's toronto mm-hmm. um we're like waterloo is starting to i think but we're actually for a little bit we were worse than toronto because we had just like they didn't like our case count for a little while oh, so okay. they were like yeah. we're just gonna keep you guys back while everybody else goes forward and we were like that's not cool but we're getting there. <laughs> well, we're getting there. It's fine. It's all one day at a time, right? We just got to yeah, hope that hey. these three weeks are, <laughs> these ones pass and we're, hey. we're back into, we're in a phase three and then, exactly. you know. Exactly. But I got, I, I got a home gym set up now, so I'm good. I'm, I'm Oh, there you go, man. There you yeah. go, right? Why I've not? been using, I've been using uh, a little Bowflex and then I uh, mm. got one of those like big tractor tires and a sledgehammer. I've just been doing that. Okay that crossfit Uh, style you know the tractor tire so there's a there's a a thing near there's a park near us that has tractor tires and like a bunch of stuff like that and i was like i don't know i've never done that before and like i i I used to be like a a regular gym goer like i was in the gym six seven days a week but i've never done tires and so i was like i want to do it but i don't know how i don't know what the proper thing is i think you just flip it right I don't yeah know. you just basically it's it's an explosive movement like uh, uh what's yeah. like a deadlift think of it like oh, a deadlift okay that's, oh, that's okay. your best way to do it yeah that makes ah, uh, that makes more sense and then you just kind of like explode into that deadlift stance and then push it yeah i don't know if my upper body strength is quite back to where it needs to be to do that but i don't know <laughs> I have faith in you. Some Thanks, of them, well, it depends how heavy you're there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it's if it's like big, it's heavy big ass tire, right? I might I just have to be like, mm, I'll I'll jump rope over here. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump on the tire. You can you can do mm. some really nice box jumps or like yep, you know whatever. Oh, that's I miss box jumps. That was my favorite yeah. for a while. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I have never so fun story. I've never done a podcast before. This is like my oh, first. Really? Yeah, it's my first podcast. Everybody this always tells awesome, me I'd be. Man really good at it because i talk a lot but yeah that's, you're perfect perfect for it <laughs> i uh i've done i've been on a few and i've been on some radio stuff and then um 
uh, a few weeks back I'd, I'd always thought about doing one myself just because i've kind of i've dabbled in all types of music and and, mm -hmm. and things and and life and all that kind of stuff and lots of genres so uh and i i try to be a little more insightful about people's stories situations and all that kind of stuff and i love hearing oh, great. origins and like you know where you came from and and how you got to be the the artist that mm -hmm. you are so that's kind of what i i'm basing all this around um that's super cool man I like yeah man I, I don't want it to be like all interview style i want it to be super yeah. super kind of relaxed and like free-flowing and and just kind of see where the conversation takes us have you met me that's like yeah. what i do man i know exactly <laughs> i was like man matt teed's gonna be really good at this so i'm gonna get him on here well it's funny because as soon as you messaged me about it i was like uh yeah of course i want to hop on a podcast with you i think that'd be so much fun yeah, um so this is perfect yeah and like are we like we're just gonna roll right do you have like questions and stuff like that like no man that, no, that man. you want to focus on or we're just rolling we're just rolling we're just rolling cool. so like i know that we uh like we spent a lot of time or not time but we spent the same time together in guelph and never met each mm -hmm. other so did you no never once <laughs> did you ever like did you play music in guelph like how did you what happened there did you start oh man no so you know what i didn't really i didn't so if you were to go like if you went origin story on matt teed mm -hmm. i like i was the kid when like you know we'd be up my my parents had a place up in up in uh muskoka and so like you know we'd go out on the boat and i was out i was always out at the front of the boat picture like titanic but like a little six-year-old skinny little matt teed up at the front of the boat <laughs> yeah. and just like we'd be going you know driving however fast we're going in the wind and so i don't think anybody can hear me and i'm just like belting out at the top of my lungs whatever song is stuck in my head and my parents are just laughing their heads off behind me because they're just like that's the cutest thing ever mm -hmm. and never and like i that just continued i just sang for myself to myself wrote little songs for and to myself until about high school yeah. and then i was MC nobody knew I could really sing at that point it was it was still under wraps and then I was MCing a battle of the bands and they needed somebody to play in between the sets and so mm -hmm. I was like oh well I've got my acoustic I can do that and so I got up and I played a couple songs the first one was the first one I ever did was absolutely terrible I was off key I'd never sung on a mic before it was terrible what was it and uh it was a song called two pennies and it was it was one that I had written so nobody could okay. even like sing along to it yeah. um and and the second one went better but it was like a weird experience for me so i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep this under wraps for a little bit longer and so didn't play anything going through university didn't play anything for you know publicly like for for a few years after and then and then i started getting into it more and it was right. really funny to all my friends came out of the woodwork and they were not came out of the woodwork they were always there but they were like dude we had no idea you could actually sing and that was there was a really funny sort of aha moment where I was like, I probably should have done this sooner. <laughs> so then you just, you just went through life with this secret talent and then yeah, like you hit 26, 27 and it's like, oh shit. I guess I, was I, like, should, I, should, I, guess I, I should, should do probably, some stuff with this now. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was funny because every now and then, you know, like in university, yeah, like, you know, I, I would be seeing somebody or whatever. I'd, I'd go on a date and then I'd, I'd break the guitar out afterwards and I, was, I wasn't yeah. really that good, but it was like that little... Man that little to, thing right? afterwards um which was always funny but yeah no I, I i didn't play in university i assume you played though like you were you were right in the scene yeah i started um writing and performing like i had a guitar in my hands at 10 and i was in my yeah. first band and playing at like 13 14 so yeah. it was uh all the time and but that was also like a family thing um 
my grandmother was a performer my cousins were like performed my uh, one side of the family was all music you know musically inclined and so like uh, every family cool. reunion was like jamming and playing and all that kind of stuff so um yeah we, we it was always very much out in the forefront for myself so it's, it's kind of cool That's to hear awesome. the, that other side so when did you start playing guitar and all that stuff like how how old so were you? so that's i was just gonna say so you had a guitar in your hands when you were 10 years old i got mine my first guitar for christmas when i was probably like 13 and 13 or 14 and i was i was so excited because i'd always wanted to to play i'd always wanted to learn how to play and i went and i took one lesson and i was like and i and i learned i learned g uh c d and a minor those are my those are the, the, the core that's, four that's all you need that's all you need right that's, that's all, all you need, need. And four so chords in a dream <laughs> i learned four chords and i went for the one lesson and i left and i was like i'm good now i can teach yeah, myself how yeah. to play and the guitar probably sat underneath my bed for another two years and like you. i'd yeah. pick it up very sporadically Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, okay, no, like I have to, I have to I try to do, do this thing. I have to try to write something with it. But, um, and it was always writing. I was always, always writing. Yeah. It was, it wasn't covers and stuff. It was like, no, no, no I want to mm-hmm. make a song. I want to write a song. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's funny you say that. I, uh, cause I was up until I probably hit 20 years old, I like refused to play cover music unless it was like in a full band form oh, and like we were being begged to do it i was like no i'm an artist like, <laughs> i need to i'm an artist and i need to just say what i need to say even though the song sucked but it was yeah, like but... but it was like there was like this thing it was like no it's mine it's like uh, i don't want to play covers i want to play my own stuff <laughs> and then for the see, next 10 years after that i i'm recovering it's funny because i feel like i probably like outwardly would have said that if you'd asked me well why do you always write your own stuff i would have been like well because you know like i just really like the process and i do i, I love that yeah. process i love telling stories but at the same time in the back of my head i was also going if it's my song i know how it goes i'm not competing with the original <laughs> artist i like yeah. i'm not i'm not doing a cover people don't know if i screw up as much exactly. like that that was in the back of my head too where i was just yeah. like i can't i can't do those songs i don't know how to you sing that just save um, yourself right <laughs> exactly exactly and then i got a, i got a piece of of wisdom when i was uh starting to take music more seriously starting to get into into more professional side of it and there's a guy i met with a guy from sony who you know had done hip-hop and stuff like that I and mean, he branched over into um into some of their their country stuff in canada and he, and he told me, he was like, Matt, you know, it is really, really difficult because I told him I didn't really do covers. And he's like, that's actually a good thing because it's really, really difficult if you're known for covers and if you build a reputation around covers and be in the bar yeah. star and all that sort of stuff, it's really difficult to transition mm-hmm. and then get people knowing your original stuff because all they want to hear is covers. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the, that blessing in disguise, right? Where it's like, you're just, that's how you've rolled ever since day one i feel like you're very similar it's like you've always been writing you've always been doing your own thing yeah it's it's kind of uh i'm I'm, it's funny that you say that because i'm actually i'm i'm combating that now in my current you know i'm still playing you know three hour cover shows throwing in a few of my tunes in there but um whenever i have full band stuff it's like I have to so i added in and the river spirits which is the band name so i'm hoping that like is what takes entity as the original cool. stuff and then like ty wilson's just gonna be the whatever cool. i am just the the full-on entity but yeah yeah um so it, i guess you try and 
mitigate find that medium, find yeah. a happy medium but yeah because uh, i mean you're you're always there's always going to be a, a place for covers and in, in any set list even if you're doing yeah. like you know you, unless you're you're the top dog and you're going mm-hmm. and everybody's there to hear the originals right that they've yeah. heard there's exactly. always going to be a place for covers mm-hmm. um because they're just good songs otherwise yeah why would we cover exactly right? Right. No, no, no. there's a there's there's definitely yeah. a happy medium it's 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 funny you're doing the the ty wilson and um format because i thought about that when i was starting to when i was trying to come up with like a name like whether i needed a stage name or not right um it was like it was gonna be you know do i go matt teed and or the clayton Mm -hmm. taylor band because my middle names are clayton taylor that was a whole Mm -hmm. discussion um and i love zach brown band so i was like oh you kind of like you could do one of those and then eventually i was just like no like it's it's me yeah it's 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 i'm i'll ride or die with it (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what i with the uh with the and the thing with myself it was like well i already have a name and people come out to see me so if i can just jump on that and still ride that but also have you know have it also showing that there's a band behind me and it's not just me doing an acoustic set Totally. then let's let's give that a shot you know let's see if that that does anything yeah well and and the thing that i love too is when like it's and, and the way that you're doing it like the band has like it's a name it's a it's a known entity at that point right like i always love jt went around and he had the tennessee kids right when he mm-hmm. was doing his tours and stuff like that and i i always like that dynamic because it's like yeah. yeah here's here's the front man but the band is really awesome too it's not yeah. just a random group of people this is like a exactly band. yeah um and they deserve to have a name themselves like they they deserve to be known for something yeah exactly they deserve to be known for something they deserve to be known for something um no that's super super cool i i I like that you sort of taking that taking that route and like do they it's a weird question but like do they write it all and stuff like that and do you like yeah play each other's songs we so they write to uh we haven't actually gotten to write with each other yet we had Mm. a big show that has been rescheduled three times because of covid as will happen <laughs> and as would happen and so um, each time we haven't been able to get back together you know we're together for like five weeks and then get everything down to where we're almost you know completely confident in it. and then we have three months off because of yeah. covid so hopefully now um we're back into we can just just play we just keep yeah. going yeah. but we're, the whole plan is to write some music together and, and do some other stuff we're kind of um definitely a bluesier rock country kind of oh, kind of vibe so yeah get a little I more swampy that. with it yeah very very cool that's my my new stuff's gonna be a little bit a little bit swampier i've, mm-hmm. I've been ride, riding that wave as, as soon yeah. as you start digging into the country genre and you start getting all like the really cool you know not top 40 influences yeah there's some awesome stuff yeah, there's man. some awesome stuff there and like the challenge then is and i feel like you and i have talked about this the challenge mm-hmm. then is you tap into okay i really like this element and i really like this yeah. element and you know i like these rock elements you know from from so and so how do we blend that into something that you now get in the top 40 well that's right? like yeah that's that's gonna be that's and that's trip. gonna be my problem too with sean doing and we're talking about Sean Moore. Sorry, the guy that produces both of us. No. <laughs> no. Um, Good segue. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the, the CMAO nominated producer of the year. There you go. Yeah, that guy <laughs> that uh, is going to be producing both of our music. Um, yeah, I've been having a hard time with that because I know I'm going to want to go 
like I know my tendency is to be like, oh, let's just get mm-hmm. fucking dirty with it. But no, it's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna be like, okay, well, we gotta make it radio friendly too. We gotta try and get it. Yeah. So it's so it's kind of playable, but it's like, but do we like do we have to do that? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's funny though, cause he always I always make him laugh with some of the references that I bring in, cause I try to go I try to give him a spectrum, right? In terms of because sometimes I have some outside the box ideas. Right. I've been trying to get him to do saxophone on a country song for years, <laughs> and every time I, I hear one, every time I because it's been there's horns in country all the time now. Yeah. Every time I hear one, I'm like, Sean, see, like we should do this, and and he he's like, no, Matt, like that's not you yet, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. Um, but I try to give him this range of okay, if we were to go straight down the pipe top forty, this is kind of what it would sound like. Yeah. If we were to go backwoods you know mm-hmm. your or deep south whatever it is yeah. total swamp this is what it would sound like and if i can find one here's the happy medium and you yeah. sort of pull from all different directions right and then just try to be mm-hmm. like okay let's let's put the filter on of we actually want people to listen to this yeah and, yeah. and you sort of go from there it's a balancing act though man it's mm-hmm. a balancing act and it's definitely harder i think being from canada even getting yes. like if we wanted to do that like the southern thing it's just like you just got to basically tell people you know get a p.o box down in, like yeah. in <laughs> wherever alabama or something like that and be like yeah i live here no we yeah, just, totally. can't tell, just can't tell them we're canadians <laughs> well it's it's funny because a lot of the stuff that i have pulled on that side of my spectrum came from alt rock yeah. which like yeah. we've got some phenomenal alt rock bands 100 in, yeah. in ontario like with like with hamilton windsor Toronto, you know, yeah. out out east and all all that sort of stuff. Like, there's some great alt rock stuff, and they yeah. pull, they pull from a lot of those influences, yeah. those yeah. bluesy, those bluesy riffs and stuff like that. And so that's kind of how, in my head, you get yeah, away you with it. Where go. it's like, yeah. oh, you know, you can kind of, you know, use what they did to get up into that upper echelon, and Definitely. then just you're still getting the same influence, right? I'm, I'm with you, man. That's trust me. I, I love it <laughs> because it's like, you know, I listened to. Uh, to bands I don't know, whiskey myers and like blackberry smoke i don't know if you've heard of ones like that know, that are i know yeah. whiskey myers i don't know blackberry yeah it's uh yeah it's just blues rock with the country twang yeah. to it it's fucking awesome it's just it's it's good feel good music good summer yeah. music no the guy the guys that got and these guys are are super sort of alt indie um but the blue stones I don't yeah, know if you I heard, heard them. them. Yeah. yeah, I they're they those are like my guys, and then sort of that whole sh- subgenre, you know, mm-hmm. Black Pistol Fire and, and stuff like that. Like those guys, they've mm-hmm. got that they're they're full, you know, blues yeah. riffs and stuff like that. But they've got yeah. that rock edge to it, which yeah. I love. Um, Even like Monster Truck was kind of like they're yeah, definitely harder, so like, but they but they they have that crunchy, mm-hmm. you know. Now yeah. we're we're talking about all these like all rock bands. The funniest mm-hmm. thing is when I first started in music, and you'll relate to this. Mm-hmm. When I first started in music, my my first project was inspired by uh, Ed Sheeran, Shawn Mendes, Maroon Five, JT. Like it was pop rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was total pop rock. Yeah. And like a concept EP, one to five. Like it was yeah. a totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like because you were kind of similar when you came it's in. Basically right? the same thing, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I was on a label with Neverist, uh, you know, who had yeah. management with the Backstreet Boys. Like one like one of the AJ from the Backstreet. No, sorry, Howie from the Backstreet Boys. One like of them. was there <laughs> one of them? Yeah. Was there was their management and uh, and so the whole thing behind my album was like it was going to be like the script the fray that oh, uh and then like more pop aspects yeah yeah and um 
and that the was where. The script is so good. No, I know. I love the them. script is I so good. Them. My yeah. just quick quick segue. My favorite yeah, no concert of all time, mm-hmm. the script at Massey Hall. I was yeah. lucky enough to see them, and oh my goodness, they were so good. I didn't get to. That sounds like a fucking great show. It was. Though. It was yeah. fantastic. I watched enough live videos of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, they're like, black. I just love them stripped down to like the stripped down acoustic stuff is, yeah. is so good for. They're them. really good, actually. At that show, they brought a gr- and it was it was probably a plant. I mean, you you've mm-hmm. done more shows than I do. You sort of know how the how the choreography goes, but you know, every now and then you, they'll they'll plant a little thing in the audience, and they've got they brought up this girl um who was there and they did a whole thing you know she had just broken up with somebody and so they took mm-hmm. her phone and they started talking and they dialed the guy and they and they oh, started shit. talking yeah. him on the phone and it was hilarious and they just started the song and they were like this one's not for you and then they just started the song <laughs> and it was great it was great that's amazing man it was a lot of fun yeah they're so good i uh yeah it was a lot of fun making that last record but it was it was a lot of trial and error because it was it started off supposing or supposed to be like an actual pop record so we our mm. first our first songs written were super fucking high energy pop songs and it finally got to the point where it's just like this isn't a fit like this isn't <laughs> me this isn't me guys yeah <laughs> we, need to, we need to take a take a 90 here because <laughs> <laughs> if, well, I gotta yeah. si- if i gotta sing these songs on stage for for, for the next few years i'm gonna <laughs> want to kill myself so well it's because you do you get into this rabbit hole right of once you're in the sound it's like okay well if we just keep going down this road where does it go yeah and all of a sudden yeah. yeah you're in timbuktu and you're like how do i get home how, how the fuck did i get here like whoa. <laughs> what happened can i hitch a ride like what the fuck guys <laughs> and it was and it was do it's it's what he said because right after that first project i was i was writing with sean i immediately just went right back in the studio and i was like okay let's keep this going because this is this is great and yeah, one of the songs we actually ended up putting out as an acoustic version last year is called Stronger Than Before. And really nice, cool song. Wrote it on piano. It was good message and all that sort of stuff. But we tried another one that will probably never see the light of day. It's called Stand Up. And if you picture, um, you know, when, when Justin Timberlake was in all those like DreamWorks movies, like Trolls and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and him and Pharrell would do the soundtracks. And like yeah. they were these like massive poppy numbers so it was that yeah and i and i heard and i loved creating it and i loved singing on it and all that sort of stuff because we were in studio we did a full demo right and then i I listened back to the demo and i was like what 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 did we just do yeah what what is this this belongs on family channel and that's not that's not really where we're trying to go with this we should have sold it to the family channel man you know let it go (laughs) trust me i have i have thought about it it's i still have the demo just sitting there i'm like one day one day this is just gonna go over to dreamworks it's gonna go over yeah um But yeah, it's it's funny how you get into those rabbit holes and how you start through that process because I'm sure through your process you started to figure out oh, okay this is how far I can go in that direction mm-hmm. now let's let's sort of correct and figure out what feels right what feels better and then you can sort of play around in that area yeah it was uh, it was funny I learned so much with these guys uh, and the, the the guys in Neverest I wrote a lot of songs with them and and. Uh, especially Spee and Paul, uh, the two main members. And, uh, and it was all amazing experiences, but I remember talking to the head of the label, um, one night and I was like, man, I just want to write like 
Mumford and Sons style songs. Like, you know, this is like 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah. So like the- that was right at the time, I'm just like, I want to do those. And he's like, okay, yeah, well then write them. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, he's like, what? Well, <laughs> well, then write them. And then uh, he's like, there's a reason they're where they are. Like the songs are really good. So if you can yeah. write, just write those songs and we'll all be millionaires. I was like, <laughs> fuck, he's <laughs> calling me out. That literally uh, is the thing. And, and that was yeah, like right uh, at the height of their power. Cause I totally, exactly. I yeah. know where you were at with that. I referenced them a bunch when I was younger. Um, yeah. And, but you're right. It's, you need the songs and yeah. if you have the undeniably good song people will work on it with you and they'll yeah. be like okay let's let's stay true to this but let's figure out how to get it there right right, right. and so that's yeah it's it's kind of chicken and egg but it's not you sort of know okay i gotta get yeah let me get the words let me get the exactly. words first yeah. and then we can go from there yeah and i was you know there's what you think was a good song you know five at least for myself five years ago mm. ten years ago that i wrote and you look back now it's like Ugh. oh like, man oh man Ugh. i just like maybe just the idea this... was there but like yeah it's cringy i just now. It's had cringy. this conversation i just had this conversation last weekend or something like that because i was in a write and we were actually going over a song that we had written um i, I want to say two or three months ago and even two or three months ago i'm looking back on it and i'm going oh well, I would I wouldn't do that now. Now I would do this, and it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things like I'll I'll even go back six months, and some of the stuff really good, and that and and I'm and I'm still vibing with it, and that's how you know it's a good song. But like, there's so many songs where I'm sitting there, I'm like, how did I how did I not think of this, or how yeah. did how did I put that together? And you, it it evolves so quickly. Songwriting evolves so quickly, and you're yeah. right. You look back years ago. And it's like, okay, I guess I kind of had a concept, but man, that needs some That's work. It's like, where's the hook? Like, where's yeah. the story? What was I thinking here? Especially, like, I coming from the rock side of things, you can get away with a lot more in rock music totally. without having to, like, have everything make sense. Totally. <laughs> like, That's, I you totally can have, like, a general that. theme and, like it can flow but as long as the consonants are in there or like the vowels and consonants are in the right places and the, it's a good like vocal hook or the melody's good in it you can get away with so much more yeah. whereas like country music there needs to be a, a fucking oh, story like there you, you gotta, have to have a point yeah. song or else you got to go front yeah. to back you got to go yeah. front to back yeah. with a bridge twist in between and yeah. and you know some fun metaphors and things mm-hmm. it's because it, it's it's similar to pop right yeah and, and, I, and i've had this discussion with with pop producers and stuff where they go it's all about the vibe like right. like they'll, they'll get into a room and they'll do you know where's our beat you know what's up yeah. like what is what does that sound like and okay let's try mm-hmm. to figure out a hook that goes well with that all right, right. let's fill in the gaps yeah right and that's kind of their process i'm not saying everybody does it that way but that's kind of their process yeah whereas country oh man no you got to be like okay what's a a clever way at the hook and the title Mm -hmm. and then you okay where's our story or vice versa you know what's our story how do we get a hook from that but that's like front and center has to be the story yeah otherwise nobody's gonna listen to it yeah, I know that I, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle sometimes. I took a webinar oh, with, oh man, she's an amazing studio writer, 
was is i'm not sure uh she's written a bunch of hits she was in pitch perfect she was one of the characters and she was super young she lived on like someone's couch she was broke oh, and no then way. wrote a banger for i think rihanna and now is like in a huge studio writer but i, I, casual. I don't know what we're on yeah casual uh casual we were on right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh on a studio right she's like i literally just put down four chords and just find the best hook to go on top of that and then i build the whole song around it yeah that's it well that's why and that's why and and this is not taking anything away from these other genres because they, there's different different types of talent that goes into making those songs great um but you know you you look at hip-hop as a genre and it's almost this weird mixture of the middle because you're either going to get guys who rely solely on their beat and that is their calling card and then on top of it okay we'll we'll figure out you know two or three hooky lines and and that's it that's fine right and then you have other guys that are pure lyricists and they'll just have a simple beat in the background and they'll just run show on it yeah, for yeah. two and a half three minutes and you're just sitting there at the end going whoa that was crazy yeah what the hell um happened? yeah and so there's just so many different ways at it whereas yeah. like you said like in in country it's no no, no. there's there's I, I always hate to say it, but there's a formula. Now, there's different ways at the formula. There's yeah. different ways to, to create around that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's certain ingredients that have to be there. Otherwise, yeah, it's definitely. not a country song. Right. And I think you have to, like, I don't know, this gets into so much. But I, I, if as an artist, and I know you mentioned this before, like, you got to create something old but new. You know, you got to yeah. do, you got to rewrite or reinvent the wheel, basically, if you're do, if you're trying to break into the country scene, and uh, and it just feels like you know it feels like everything's been done. But if you have this novel idea and mm-hmm. you can execute it well, you might have a chance. You might have a shot. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and you're you're entirely right. And I and I've heard that from so many people where it's just like you do, they want the same the 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 old formula that works in a new way. Yeah. And that's that's the challenge, right? Is that you're but what we've seen though and and I know like cuz we you and I've talked about this previously where it's like the genre itself is opening so many doors in terms of well, okay, you can do this and okay, you can do this cuz artists are just like, well, if you want something new, we have to start experimenting with other things. And other other dynamics with the sound and you know other rhyming schemes and things like that and ways to attack the melody. And so you're starting to get a lot more of that pop influence and a lot more of the rock influence and stuff yeah. like that. And it's all it all will come back down the funnel of the country, but mm-hmm. you know, that's how we're starting to get these new elements in it, right? And you yeah. look at a guy everybody uses him as an example, but like you get a guy like Sam Hunt. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's a superstar for a reason. It's because he was able to do something a little different. Right. Yeah. And still sort of hit that same formula though. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, Cody Marksley, I think his name is. He just wrote, Cody Marksley. He, j- he's, he just wrote a, a song or has like Tyler Conley from Theory of a Dead Man. Uh, oh, as okay. a, a, I, but he's with that like camp. Like I guess sure. the, I guess the Nickelback guys are all doing country now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've got, <laughs> they got the, Chad's got the label on the West coast. They're well, starting that's what to I mean. I think he's guys, on that yeah. label. And so they're like, yeah, that would make sense to me. country now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're starting to hear that rock influence and country coming back, right? Like, yeah. they're going with the ebbs and the flows and stuff. I think it's a, I think it's really cool. But um, I mean, yeah, you just gotta you try and break in where you can break in, right? And unfortunately, yeah. rock just man, I love rock music, but it's there just isn't much 
well, it's, left for it, right? It's one of the best ones live. Yeah. Oh, 100%. like like you get a great rock band, and you know we don't even like you don't necessarily get into punk or or metal and stuff like that because those can be kind of polarizing. But like if you right. get a good rock band, mm-hmm. and and you're going to see them for two hours, whatever it is, that's going to be a fun night. Yeah. It's going to be a fun night. I don't even care if you know the words. It's gonna, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a fun time because the energy's yeah. there. They're generally really good live, right. and so I think when you pair that element with country that goes really really well because all of a sudden you've got a show and you've got stories and you've got some great guitar and you've got drums and like you just you got the whole vibe to it right right um as opposed to sometimes you know you get into a situation with with somebody who's going pop and it's all backing tracks which can be great but it's you know there's it's a different element to it yeah you need that like there's a charisma and there's an energy coming from a, mm-hmm. a band with organic music that you're mm-hmm. you know viscerally playing on stage to a crowd of people and feeding off each other and and, and you know moving around and whatever like hanging yeah. out with a, like backstage beforehand having a group huddle getting you know everybody's totally. energy up it's it's a full you know for for the band and for the audience it's a full experience that you can it's a full experience and it's yeah. not to say that other genres don't do that other artists don't do that it's just it feels more prominent right in in, in that kind of a setting and you know like like to your point like you you've been working with these guys on these songs you know getting ready for these shows for however long right like like how many how many times a week do you guys rehearse uh, we're just, just doing once for the moment. Once uh, or, okay, but yeah, still. once a week. But you know, busy lives, man. Busy musicians, no, and busy everything, right? Yeah, that's totally but, fair. Uh, but we, you know, four-hour rehearsals and yeah. try wow. and get everything down. And it took like even to that point to try and get our um, chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Took three to four rehearsals just to get us on the same page. So, so you're yeah. gonna you're you're gonna have a heart attack when I tell you this story. Um, just coming from that kind of a background the first show I ever played with a live band mm-hmm. we had no rehearsal <laughs> we had no rehearsal I want to hear the story then <laughs> I, was, I was playing it's, it was, it's a great story so I was playing uh, Supermarket downtown Toronto in Kensington yeah. we got the venue uh, it was Jason Maxwell and myself Jason Maxwell, like you know, he's 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 a pro. He's he's a showman, right? And he had me. I was opening for him, and I was playing um, some covers, like pop. Like I, I did like Nile Horn, Slow Hands, and like you know all the like the the okay. fun poppy yeah. rock covers. Um, and then I did my originals from that first EP. So it right. wasn't it wasn't country. It was it was the pop rock stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it was Jason's band who they had played on my record. So I knew the guys, and they knew right. the songs okay but we had never played live together so i get up there for for sound check and i'm like you know i'm kind of it's my first ever show right i'm kind of like shaking like a leaf i'm like this is this is a big deal and one of the my bassist comes up he'd been stuck in traffic he probably came in like half an hour before we're supposed to go up so we're doing sound check and he's just like he looked at me he goes dude don't worry about it it's gonna be fine. We got. And this. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, and it kind of calmed he me down a little confident. bit. Oh, he was so he was so chill. Junior Riggin, yeah. he's so chill. And he's like, "Dude, don't worry about it. We're gonna be fine." And St- Stu Weinberg, my guitarist, the same same deal. He's just like super chill, man. Like it's totally fine. And but like, don't get me wrong. I I stumbled over some of the lyrics as you're yeah. gonna do in oh, that yeah. kind of a setting. But 
I, like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I was very happy with how it turned out. Like there was yeah. no glaring. Oh, this guy's never done this before. I was kind of like, right. oh, okay, this is this is great. And yeah. then the funniest part that was afterwards, the same guy, bassist junior, he comes up to me. He goes, dude, great show. Like you sounded awesome. Sounded great. Like can't wait to do this with you again. And I, and I told him I was like, buddy, that was my like that was my first show with a live band and his jaw just dropped and he yeah. was just like you gotta be kidding me and we didn't rehearse I was like no I know it was crazy but um, I just did it <laughs> I just I just did it we just got up there and did it and we like we all knew the songs it was fine it was good that's that I chalk that up to just working with absolute pros like yeah. these guys came yeah. in prepped ready to go they sort of knew where we were going with it and yeah don't get me wrong next like it's rehearsals can never be (laughs) taken for granted um but man it was it was a heck of a story coming into the first show i was like yeah "Yeah, i just got up there and did it and it sounded sounded decent having good musicians slash session guys is like oh man it's It's so imperative and like good is the enemy of great like (laughs) you need great fucking musicians yes you know just that's and that like if you would take, you know, a regular old musician to try and do that type of thing that you just talked about, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't happen. Like you oh, had, you had, you had, you know, it'd be a disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but your it guys were good, chill on the ball, and, and nailed it. And I think, so, and that's I awesome. think that's what allowed me to go into that with confidence, right? Because yeah. like at the end of the day, it was one of those things. Like yes, I I had played you know acoustic sets with with Stu and like you know we'd done you know i'd been in studio with these guys so i knew that they knew the tracks first Mm -hmm. of all second of all i know i knew the tracks inside now i was like i like i have done my homework on these right and it was just okay let's not do anything fancy or off the book we're just gonna go right down the pipe i sort of know where my breaks are to talk and stuff like that like it was just you were working with pros it was it was a good setup Mm-hmm. And you know it it all came together as it should. Thankfully, um, right. hindsight twenty twenty, absolutely. You know you you want a couple yeah. run throughs, but you know what? Sometimes, it, like you said, busy lives, mm-hmm. right? You have an opportunity come up. You don't always have that opportunity to no. to prep all the time, right? So you need to have yeah. faith in who you're working with and have mm-hmm. faith in your ability. And you just go in and be like, hey, I'm gonna go crush this. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. That's- that's it man that's all you can do fake it till you yeah. make it yeah fake it till you make it right yeah, nobody we're just, nobody we're just actually, put in the, actually just put in the work <laughs> yeah or 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 that yeah, yeah you know. put in the work and show up <laughs> yeah put in the work and show up that's probably a better way at it <laughs> yeah yeah but no that was that was that was a that was a good one i'll that's never good, forget man. that show so did they help you out on the on these new recordings that you're doing they did yeah actually yeah. we have the it's, it's the entire <laughs> entire same band back which is great um, and these guys, like, they're just, it's one of those things, because we did this one a little bit differently in terms of how we recorded it, because previously, you know, there was there was a really heavy pop influence on, still, on, on the country work that I was doing. Right. And so there was a lot of, you know, prep work before laying down, okay, this is the guitar and this is the bass. Yeah. Like, there, there was a lot of background stuff that was already going on that Lord you kind of yeah. had the the bones of the track already right. um these ones we actually went in we went down Catherine north studios mm-hmm. in hamilton and just had it all set up on the floor we didn't even have scratch tapes we had a work tape and we got onto the floor and one day we laid out four tracks 
and nice. I got I got into the booth. I did scratch vocals over an acoustic, and then the guys, you know, they'd take an hour or so, mm-hmm. and you know, we would sort of feel out. Okay, this is you know, here's our tempo and here's all that sort of stuff. Now let's go, and right. you know, we'd do it. We would just go down, and it was live off mm-hmm. the floor, and it was awesome. It was nice. so 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 cool. And I don't know, I don't know another group of guys that I would want to do that with. Like like there there are some phenomenal. Um, musicians that, that I've gotten to work with but those guys they just work so well together yeah um, under Sean and they all bring their own little elements to it like I mean Junior's a phenomenal bassist who's just a wicked guitar player and then you got Sean the maestro behind the drums and it's just like it all comes together and as the artist you can sort of say okay can we tweak this can we tweak that right. and it's a it's a wonderful wonderful thing to be able to do it on the floor with them I think it's so cool well, like I, I just got like a little peek into my November sessions then. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. pretty sure that's who, who he's using no, for me too. It's, so, yeah. And you guys are going to go down to We're Catherine going North. Catherine North. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful venue. Um, make sure you get some, some photos in there. There's some good yeah. some good shots, uh, shot possibilities. But no, it's a ton of fun, man. It's a, it's, it's a really, really good time. And the guys are, like I said, they're absolute pros. You say, yeah. "Hey, look, this is these are my references. This is kind of what we're going for. They're gonna, they're gonna run it down for you. It's gonna be awesome. That's awesome. That's so sick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going back to kind of the origin story of of Matt ah, yes. Um, how did you like? You said you got a guitar as a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Thirteen. So, like Christmas yeah. gift, or was yeah. it? Yeah. Did you ask for one? Did you like? I did. Or was it just, yeah? No, I did, actually. And I feel like I'd asked for one even, like, the year or two prior. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where, like, you know, it finally came. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I actually, I actually got a guitar. Um, yeah. I have to learn how to play now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was just sort of one of those things that, like, I had always been very drawn to music, mm-hmm. performing in general. Like, I was a theater kid when I was in high school. Right. And, like, music, musical theater and stuff like that. But, like, a theater yeah. kid. And there was a point. There was a point in my life where I was like, "No, I think I'm actually a, like a better actor than I am a singer." Mm-hmm. And somebody, somebody told me they're like, "Then why are you in music?" I was like, "Well, you know, it's 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 just a better balance, right? Like, and it's it, it's more enjoyable for me on a day to day basis yeah. as opposed to trying to go and do you know uh, auditions and stuff like that yeah. to memorize lines." I was like, "No, no, no, I'd rather write songs." The, the um, parallels for us are are really creepy sometimes because yeah. I actually my father I was in theater. I was, I'm a th- I have a minor in theater. Oh my my father came out and told me, he's like, you're a much better actor than you are a musician. You should just <laughs> focus on acting. <laughs> and I was like... That is, that is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, so why, 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 not, why singing, not acting? I uh, really fell in love with just the theater community and the drama and the politics that went around with it. I felt uh. like music was... A yeah, music, safer space where music's not political at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can be, but at the same time, like I could just go down to an open mic with my guitar and True. play songs and not have to worry about any bullshit. Whereas, like, you know, if you're going to an acting gig, especially in Toronto, like I had an agent and stuff like that down there, you're going to all these auditions and stuff and you're seeing a lot of the same faces and you're and you're seeing people that it's like, well, they have the job unless they yeah. fuck everything up you know it's and yeah. so it's it was one of those and then honestly community theater and and um university theater i just didn't 
really fit in with the Fair. the click of like the, the gr usual groups yeah. uh, and found myself a bit of a, an outcast with that stuff more because I just I, I, I didn't like yeah the politics or the drama that went along with it That's so it was I yes that. so I kind of just I, I stopped acting uh, in like I guess my last year university and, and went full-time music yeah and, yeah and and i i totally understand that that politics piece of it to me it was always just like you said it's audition after audition after audition and you're constantly hearing no 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 yeah. and that that is just it's you it takes a very special kind of of person to be yeah. able to just carry through that and you're working you know you, you gotta yeah. do a part-time job so that you have the flexibility to go and do that mm -hmm. which kind of limits what you're able to do outside of acting and you, you yeah. know you're, you're really it's your chips in the middle of the table every time exactly and whereas, even like sorry go ahead <laughs> I, I i was gonna say whereas, whereas music you can there's a there's a different kind of balance yeah right like like you know you're able to write whenever and you're mm -hmm. able to go down to open mics and it's a it's a different more accepting kind of community when you're in the in that grassroots phase yeah, yeah it gets political up the chain but that's mm -hmm. that's everything right but yeah. it's a it's a different kind of atmosphere where you're able to still be passionate about it and yeah. you know just have fun with it up until obviously the certain point where yeah you know you, you really got to put your chips in but yeah and i feel like in music too or at least in my experience um you have a lot more people like i had um a lot of older musicians when i was mm -hmm. in my early 20s that were maybe in their early 30s take me in especially in the guelph scene and kind of like help like mold yeah the musician i was becoming and really like kind of teach me and and i cut my teeth there so it was you know it, the, it was a lot more accepting like if you were good then you were just good and other people could be good and that was yeah. great and if you collaborated that was awesome too you know it wasn't like there's one role for your body size and your mm -hmm. whatever else and this is uh, and that's what it is so you got to beat out these 40 other people for this 100 percent, 100 percent, and because uh, yeah and and the thing about being a, a, in music because again i had this conversation recently artists like being the singer everybody has their own voice yeah. and everybody brings their own style to it mm -hmm. and you may sound like somebody sure but yeah. like everybody's got their own little vibe whereas like you said in in acting there there becomes there's you get typecast and there's yeah. there's literally a casting call put out for i need a six foot well-built blonde with blue eyes you know nah, 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 yeah. nah, and, and just yeah. like there you're it's it's all right there in front of you oh i need to yeah. be this person yeah whereas music it's like no i need to be the best version of me yeah. and if you're talented and if you're good and you can communicate that people will listen and you will yeah. and you will have those opportunities if you are confident enough and if you are able to you know push through it but super well put i liked that thank you yeah, that was hey, very insightful. Yeah, that, well, was, that you know, was good. I was taking taking cues from my boy over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, fuck yeah, like it's it's such a different different world, different community. But I'm so happy I, I made the choice that I I did. Oh, same. Uh, <laughs> same. Even even though and and now I think my dad says says differently, but um, <laughs> you know. Well, it's funny because my my younger sister. 
mm-hmm. uh, who's, who's much younger than me. She's uh, she's you know er, early twenties, and she um, she's in theater. Yeah. She went to, she went to school, and then she was like genius level intellect when she was going yeah. through high school and all sorts of stuff. And she actually went down. She had her pick of schools in the states, and she went down to the new school in New York, mm-hmm. and studied studied uh, acting and, and yeah. theatrical management and stuff like that. And she's now you know she's she's living her life right like and she's and she's having a great time with it but that's awesome and and hey like if you love i know lots of people that love theater or even like transitioned a musical theater background into being a vocal teacher or like stuff like that and hey if that's your that's your thing and that's your passion by all means that's awesome like if you can make a living being an artist then of any kind. do it of any any kind kind. absolutely i agree yeah it's, it's hard for us all out there but yeah um yeah, it just wasn't my thing. You know, it just wasn't no, wasn't what fair. I was like. Yeah, wasn't what I was into. But I've had I've had a couple of those like what if moments over the years. But like mu- music to me was always that was where my head and my heart were. Yeah. And it was like mm-hmm. acting is a thing that I can do very well. Sure, that's great. And if right. an opportunity were to present itself, absolutely, I'll jump on that train. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know. But you know, when I'm when I'm chilling on a, on a lazy Saturday, I'm not sitting there reciting lines or or doing stuff yeah i might watch like i watch movies religiously but if i'm sitting there on a lazy saturday i'm probably coming up with ideas for a song yeah or or you know listening to the new music and and all that sort of stuff right like that's really where i gravitate to that's awesome man and like so what is your kind of earliest what's your earliest like music memory like what is the you know is there something that stands out with your family like is there a car ride is there a song is there something your mom used to listen to all the time oh, like man. where do i start what a good question that was um no so there's one so my mom my mom was just like the coolest mom when i was growing up and she was always like we went on road trips and all that sort of stuff and she was always blasting music in the car was it country no it was Shania Twain. It was Aqua. It was um, who else? She had? just like all those crazy early two thousands pop artists and stuff like that. Yeah. She would do ABBA a lot, like it was right. or Cher, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so there was one time though. She it was the last day of school. I remember this vividly. And I was I was running outside. We were gonna get picked up, and we were you know last day of school, right? I was probably I, know, I was probably eight years old. And so you're so excited, last day of school. Oh, it's summertime, it's summertime, amazing. So I ran out after the bell, and my mom had pulled up onto, like, the lawn of the school. She's in this big SUV. Lawn of the school, windows rolled down, roof open, and she was blasting uh, the real McCoy. Run away, run away, run away (laughs) if you want to survive. And I, I I ran to the car. And everybody's looking at me. They're just like, "Who is? What is happening?" And yeah. we just like peeled off. And I that was like the coolest thing to me. Yeah, um, that was too cool. There. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And she was like, she she's like, "It's summertime." I was like, "I know. I'm so excited." Um, there was that. My she took me to my first ever concert, which was Shania Twain uh, at the the then Air Canada Center. And right. I remember the I don't remember much of the concert because I was young, but the last song she did a costume change and she came out in this like giant ball gown type thing and i remember just we were up on the balcony and i remember just being like wow like how did she change that how did she do that how did she do that (laughs) um and yeah it's like there's there's a whole bunch of those little things right of just you know 
my mom making music so much mm-hmm. fun and just like we're gonna sing at the top of our lungs and nobody cares and it's gonna be great and i think That's that awesome, lent itself a lot to my personality and sort of how i approach music where it's like no we're just gonna go do this and it's gonna be awesome i love that i love that yeah. i i have yeah, yeah I, my um my grandmother was a was a country singer and so like she had me and my cousins like singing karaoke in the basement to like alan oh, jackson cool. stuff when we were could hold a microphone and then my dad was like super 70s 80s rock love it my mom was country you know it was it so i got all these this beautiful mix you were surrounded um, by it yeah. and surrounded by it and i just kind of grew up with it and it was it was awesome there's there's so many good musical memories there um so, all right last question what is the most emotionally connecting song to you like what song just like gets you it doesn't have to be a good emotion a bad emotion what song is just one of those ones that like when you hear it it's you know everything just kind of fades into this beautiful oh know. man you know what well, i mean see, I'm, you know I'm yeah i'm i'm i know exactly what you're saying i'm and that's a really tough question for me because i'm one of those guys there's there's a bunch of different songs that will do mm-hmm. different things right um the first one that came to mind was uh it's you're gonna you're gonna laugh it's a christmas song um That's right but it christmas shoes oh, i can't remember oh i can't man. remember who sings it originally but oh, that song I crying to that song oh, <laughs> i know i buddy, cried <laughs> buddy that one gets me every gets time me. every time gets me. and it, it was it to this day it comes on over christmas and my doesn't matter where my mom is but she will text me if she hears it she just goes yeah. matt they just played your song and but oh it gets me every time when when the little boy it's just you know the story i think i'm like i think i'm like tearing up thinking about it man yeah i know it's that song just gets you right in the feels dude it gets you right in the feels man and he he laid the money down and he just oh it's a what what an amazing song wonderfully Um, written song too yeah and you only and you i think it's more special because you only hear it for those you know two three months yeah right it's a very short-lived thing and you may only hear it a few times it's not, you know, top 40. It, it hasn't it, yeah. been burnt out, right? Um, That's you, and you hear it for a couple months and you forget all about it for another year. And then, and then it comes it again. on again and you're yeah. like, shit. And you're just like, ha, yeah. in the fields. It's got um, me. It's got yeah. me. You're crying in your car. You know, there's oh, yeah. people are laughing at you. Yeah. That's a good one. The, the only other, like the other two that would do that for me, because like when I, when I was young, you know, my, my best friends and I would always, you know, try to figure out what our, our favorite songs were. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mine for the longest time was uh, Hang em By A Moment by Lifehouse. Oh, so that, one. that one's got a, a special yeah. place. But my, the other two for, from my buddies were Let The Drummer Kick by Citizen Cole. Oh, great tune. Another one. The yeah. piano. The piano yeah. at the beginning is, is yeah. awesome. And Turn The Lights Down Low, Bob Marley. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and just just a classic track, right? But yeah, right. like mm. Christmas Shoes to me would be would be the that's one. That's the one, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, How about you? Yeah. More Than a Feeling by Boston. That's Ooh. that's just, man, I was... I have so many good memories to that song that involved, like, my dad listening to it. Like, he used to make mixtapes and all that kind of stuff. But it's one of those ones, like, I have it on vinyl now. If I'm having a stressful day, like, I just throw on that song and just, like... Yeah. It just carries me it just carries me into this beautiful headspace that uh, it, i think it's just one of the most phonically 
pleasing tunes to to listen to it's it's yeah it just it just hits me just gets me that's that's an awesome track man that's that's a fantastic choice yeah very cool yeah yeah buddy well anyway this was fucking awesome this was super great i had a lot of fun talking with you i had a blast if you ever want to do this again we will definitely new questions i'm here i'm here all the time Awesome, man. Well, we will definitely do this again. Uh, give a shout out to whatever music you currently have on Spotify and then let me know or let us know when the new stuff's going to be out there. Yeah, so we got right now on Spotify, there's there's two from the current project, What You Thinking and Read Between the Signs is the new single, uh, which is great. great. So go listen to those. And we are actually going to be completing that EP um, with a little release in August so tbd on the date i can't spill too much but we're going to be completing that ep before we move on to the brand new project that we just laid out um which hopefully if we're doing shows in the fall Mm -hmm. there that that will be part of the set list which is going to be super fun well i can't wait buddy it's been a pleasure i uh i appreciate your time here always can't wait to listen to the new stuff thanks so much for having me on man this was an absolute blast always love chatting with you buddy yeah buddy all right brother you have a great night all right we'll talk you to you too you too talk to you soon man all right that's it that's the podcast i appreciate you listening today if you could please do me one more favor go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there it is so much appreciated and it helps me out tremendously you can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.